Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And on today's episode, we're going to be joined by none other than Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for News 4 San Antonio, Fox 29 San Antonio, and the Spurs Zone. Thank you for joining us again, Jeff. Hey, Joe. Welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be back, and I cannot wait until Spurs basketball is back. Just less than 10 days. I know. Isn't that ironic? And less than a week, you know, a little less, well, a little over a week, we're going to have Spurs basketball again. That's, to me, it's just like, it went by so fast for a long time there. We were a dry spell, really nothing to talk about. Then all of a sudden, you know, we're here at preseason, and now we're going to be entering the regular season. Didn't it move fast for you? It moved very fast. You know, it's also helping, maybe in a bad way. I don't know. It's down the middle for me that the Spurs are 0-3 in the preseason. So a lot of Spurs fans are very active and talking about the team right now, already jumping ship. So it should be a great uh, start to the regular season despite the preseason play. I'm looking forward to it, Joe. And we get Marcus Morris up first to start the regular se- season against the Knicks. So <laughs> couldn't ask for a better start. And then you get Bertans the next day. So it kind of evens out. Yeah, it does even out a little bit. You know, we get Bertans and... It's kind of hard, though. I mean, you want Davis Bertans really got the short end of the stick in this whole deal. You know, it's kind of like we traded him away for nothing and we get to, you know, face the guy who right off the bat reneged on his promise to sign. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure Spurs fans have a a certain way of feeling about him just much like they did about Kawhi. But there was a a video that surfaced about Marquise Morris uh, hitting somebody on the head with the basketball uh, during one of the next preseason games. And actually giving the guy an elbow to the face. And then after all that, he goes up to the guy like he did something. The guy did something wrong to him. That's not Spurs, very Spurs-like, Jeff. No, but I promise you this. If that if that had happened while he was a Spur and we're in the silver and black, I think fans would be cheering him if he got tossed. You know how fans are. Yeah, I know how they are. But, I mean, when you see stuff like that, you can already tell that it wouldn't have been a good fit. You know, the guy's just, no. he's just cut from a different cloth, you know? <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this uh, Pelicans game. I was at the game yesterday when the Spurs were facing the New Orleans, the new look, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And of course, everybody was up for Zion. There weren't very many fans there. It was kind of empty because they did have the Cowboy going on, Cowboy game going on yeah. at the same time. Everybody was watching that uh, drama unfold and it was didn't end well for the Cowboys. I, I enjoyed being at the Spurs game, and I'd much rather watch that instead. But it was kind of amazing to me how excited the fans were to see Zion. As soon as he was introduced, the few fans that were in attendance there, the crowd that was there, they they cheered for Zion as he was introduced and came out on the floor. I'm sure you saw that video, correct, Jeff? Yeah, I did. And look, uh, Zion, right now, he's he's you know, he's top billing. You know, he's a he's must-see TV and you, you get this too, you know, this uh, appearance by Zion Williamson uh, is the first time that the Spurs are going to see him in a long time because they don't play the Pelicans again until like late in the season. So I get why fans uh, showed out to see Zion, but no, he definitely uh, busted up uh, the Spurs in the second half um, against San Antonio. And you like what the Spurs did at least for two quarters, uh, not so much the last two quarters. Nevertheless, uh, the Pelicans should be a team that the Spurs have to contend with down the road. I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, doesn't help that they're also in their division. But nevertheless, the Spurs-Pelicans game should be fun to watch in uh, seasons to come. 
Yeah, it's, and you know, one thing that really stood out at me when I was watching this uh, new look Pelicans team, they're dangerous in the open court. You know, this team mm-hmm. is young, they're athletic, they're fast. They like to get up and down the court. And Zion is kind of like their uh, their go-to guy, especially down low. You know, he's a big mm-hmm. body and he can just basically have his impose his will on people. You know, in the paint, he, right. he can just push people around. He's ath- he's very athletic. He's strong. He can just, you know, do a quick spin move, go to the rim, and get to the basket with, with, with ease. You know, he's going to be going to the stripe a lot. And I got to tell you, man, I wasn't impressed with his uh, free throw shooting. It's going to be, to me, I think he's going to be a, a subpar free throw shooter, much like he was in, in college. Uh, he just doesn't have a really good form or a good release, you know, so... It's a shame, though, because as much as he's going to get fouled, he could really get some easy buckets, you know, from from the stripe. So that was an observation that I saw. Uh, I'm sure you pretty much saw the same thing about uh, this new look Pelicans team, how uh, dangerous they can be. Yeah, they're young. Uh, they're going to run the floor. Alonzo Ball will be uh, the tip of the spear for that, distributing uh, the basketball, feeding Zion. I think it's pretty simple for him. Just give the ball to Zion in the paint and they should be fine. Obviously, the defenses that he's going to face in the NBA is going to be totally different than he faced in college. Uh, his defenders will dare him to shoot, um, dare him to drive, uh, and he will. And he'll try it. We, sh- we saw that he was willing to take the shot, the outside shot that is against San Antonio in preseason action. Uh, but you know, I think his game is still a few seasons away. You mentioned the free throw shooting. Uh, there's obviously the, uh, the outside shooting, the mid-range shot. Does he, is he more than just a dunker? Um, look, Shaq was a horrendous uh, free throw shooter for his career, but he ended up, you know, doing pretty well for himself before uh, he got inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Look, uh, Zion is going to be a good player, uh, but you cannot disregard the other components to the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, I think he's a great pickup for them. J.J. Redick, exactly what they needed to free up space for Zion and Ingram to operate. Uh, Jason Hart, another veteran um, that they got in the trade uh, with L.A., the Lakers, that is, uh, for the Anthony Davis deal. So all in all, I think this is going to be a good, good, fun, young team, but they're still a few seasons away, Joe. Yeah, they're still going to be a few seasons away, a few seasons away. But I got to tell you, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the San Antonio Spurs. And I know a lot of Spurs fans, particularly the, on Spurs Twitter, uh, they blew <laughs> they blew up my DM and they were uh, – talking to me especially like not just on twitter but on facebook as well as i'm at the game i'm getting inundated with direct messages from spurs fans all telling me the same thing what's wrong with the team you know we can't be playing like this and they're in panic mode right now it's preseason they're they're afraid that you know that the spurs aren't playing up to par they're why aren't they winning you know it's the those types of concerns and my rebuttal was it, it's preseason pop is using different lineups up out on the floor uh, they're getting the the young players some run. They need to get. They need to see what they have because let's face it, Jeff. The Spurs are going to have to make some cuts coming up. We already saw one cut today. Now they're going to have some other cuts that they have to make. And these are tough decisions. They have to see what young players are they going to keep on the team. And maybe you know they'll play some heavy minutes in the G League. But but it's a process. I mean, the Spurs have been in this situation before, and they've gone on to win the you know a win an NBA championship. So. I'm not really concerned. I mean, I don't know how you feel. How are you feeling, Jeff? Well, look, Damari Carroll said it best following the uh, game um, against the Pelicans. 
uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, saying that, look, Pop doesn't really put too much stock in the preseason. And he agreed with that. Uh, uh, what Carol went on to say was that there was a lot more positives in the loss to the Pelicans than there were negatives. And he pointed to how they were able to compete for uh, at least 24 minutes the first half before the wheels came off in the second half. Look, they did, the Spurs didn't have LaMarcus. They didn't have Rudy Gay. Um, so far through the preseason, DeJounte Murray is only averaging a, a mere 17.2 minutes per game. Uh, he, he's seen Popovich, that is, what lineups are out there. So, yeah, there's going to be some discord. Uh, there's some chemistry issues. If they're trotting out Lonnie Walker and Bellinelli and Metu, yeah, they, they, you know, they don't really play with each other. So you're going to see issues like that surface. Spurs fans need to come off the ledge a bit. Uh, this isn't the end of the world. Granted, those uh, horrible star, uh, starts in the preseason and past seasons had a team with the likes of Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker. Uh, obviously, those are years behind us now. This is a new look Spurs, a new chapter. But if history repeats itself, again, you shouldn't put stock in the preseason play. I bet that if the Spurs are playing great come All-Star break, uh, a lot of fans will look back and kind of laugh, say, what were we panicking about, Joe? Yeah, I kind of get that as well, you know, but as, as I stated, you know, it, it's just preseason. I guess Spurs fans want them to win every single game. They want them to look very Spurs-like right out of the gate, but it's preseason. It's a process. As we stated, they're messing with different lineups out there, but one one lineup in particular that Spurs fans have been really screaming for and they really haven't seen a lot of is they want to see Derek White and DeJounte on the court for an extended period of time that really hasn't come to fruition and early in this preseason and I think that that what they're afraid of is that that trend will continue I think they're really afraid that they're not going to see that backcourt of DeJounte and Derek White uh, out there starting the game I, I to me I, I can't really tell you that it's going to happen that it's not going to happen but what do you have as far as what you can you can kind of, you know, maybe help these Spurs fans come back down to earth and not get so flustered by, let's say, if this lineup doesn't take uh, place, uh, you know, early to start the season. Uh, should they uh, should they be worried? <laughs> no, no. I mean, first of all, you look at uh, their schedule to start the season. You know, the Knicks, they should be able to beat the Knicks. Uh, the Wizards, uh, Dobbs Bertans return, they should be able to beat uh, the Wizards. They should start off at least 2-0. Uh, then it gets rough from there. Portland, then Clippers, and then Warriors, and then Lakers, uh, literally in that order. Uh, but, look, you still have DeMar DeRozan. You still have LaMarcus Aldridge. Those are two All-Stars right there. Uh, Jakob Pertl is playing uh, pretty solid right now in the uh, preseason. And he's also... Um, well, he still has a chip on his shoulder for how the Spurs ended their season last year to Denver, losing in seven games to the number two seeded Nuggets. So there's a lot uh, riding for the Spurs and a positive note despite the 0-3 start. Brent Forbes is looking great. Uh, as mentioned, DeJounte Murray in limited minutes, uh, you know, putting up good numbers. And they almost mirror what he did before the injury. Uh, you're looking at... Uh, Rudy Gay, and he's coming off, uh, you know, his second season. I'm sorry, another season with the Spurs. He's looking to be vital. He can create his own shot. And you're also looking at, uh, again, going back to Murray, he's shown that he's willing to take and make a little bit of an outside shot. Now, yeah, he's not shooting the ball quite well through three games, 36% shooting. Nevertheless, you like the fact that he's still having that confidence 
uh, to get back on the court, slither to the rim and finish. We've seen that time and time again in the preseason. And of course, lead the, uh, the Spurs on that floor. So all in all, I think the Spurs are doing okay. There's nothing to really get upset about, nothing to jump off cliffs about right now. In due time, the Spurs will round into form. And I really believe we'll look back and laugh at how the Spurs fans were reacting when the Spurs started at 0-3. Spurs can go 0-5 to start the preseason. I still won't put any money on that as an indication of things to come. Because the regular season and the preseason are completely different. Pop will have the rotation set by opening night. Yeah, there will be bumps along the road, but it's not about how they start. It's how they end, Joe. Yeah, we all know that. And I just think Spurs fans right now are just, they want to see the team win. You know, and they have their next preseason game is going to be on Wednesday. And that's against the Rockets. And then they're going to conclude preseason play on Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, hopefully... They can win one of the two games or win both games. Maybe that'll kind of ease Spurs fans' worries a little bit. But, I mean, I was at this game. I watched the Spurs out there on the court. There were a lot of things that I did enjoy uh, seeing from the younger players. In particular, like you pointed out, DeJounte Murray. I was I was surprised at the way he's able to move out there on the court. Uh, he did some, you know, kind of a Manu Ginobili behind-the-back, you know, passes where he was driving to the rim, passed the ball behind his back, had a really uh, really cool play where he did that and, and went up for a layup. Uh, he was able to to block Zion at one point. So you see a lot of good things out of DeJounte early in preseason play. He's hungry. He's ready to to get up and down the court and really get out there and compete. So I, I like that. I also like the the play of uh, Derek White. I know a lot of Spurs fans have been, you know, keeping a close eye on him as well. He, he looked good. Uh, the one person, though, that I really haven't seen too much out of, but I, I want to—I'm anxious to see more out of—is Shazemi Metu. I want to see a little bit more out of Shazemi. I mean, to me, he's uh, one of these diamonds in the rough, and this is his season to shine, so to speak. You know, if he gets minutes out there on the court, Jeff, I want to see him produce. You know, I'm—I'm I'm mm-hmm. intrigued by his athleticism and his length out there, but I need to see more out of him, and I really haven't seen too much out of him because he gets, you know, limited minutes in preseason play. And this last game against the Pelicans, he only had 12 minutes and he only scored four points. I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts on Shazemi? It looks like the jury's still out for me when it comes to Metu. I, I thought his play with uh, Team Nigeria over the offseason at the FIBA tournament would do him well. And he played really well. Uh, nevertheless, you know, it's back in the NBA level. He needs to show out. Uh, I expect him to be in Austin again. I don't expect him to crack the Spurs rotation and be a key piece uh, to the Spurs' um, regular season uh, unless he wows everybody in Austin uh, playing for the uh, Austin Spurs. It, it could be a make-or-break season for him. It really could be. I don't think the Spurs will give up on him just in his sophomore season. I think they may give him one more year. But he really needs to prove that he has what it takes. He has the athletic ability. He's a freakish athlete. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's still, you know, he makes little boneheaded plays at times. He um, doesn't really have a reliable jumper. Um, there's things he still needs to work on. And with the Spurs needing big men, because all he got is Pirtle and LMA, um, he might, they might be looking at him like, now's your time to shine. And so far, it's been lukewarm. 
Uh, same thing for Drew Eubanks, and it's been lukewarm for him, too. Granted, maybe they're not getting enough time. It is a preseason. Bob's seen the guys who really are going to make the squad. So, all in all, Metu needs to prove that he can be that cog. The players like him. Last year, when they, they were asked about the, the rookie, I think LaMarcus Aldridge said that the guy plays like he's on the springboard. So, um, the players seem to like competing against him in, in practice. He, we've seen what he can do in the G League level, but we haven't really seen what he can do in the NBA level. I expect Metu to shine in Austin, get the occasional call up, but I think his make-or-break season is still maybe a year away. I think, but we're getting close to that already because the Spurs got to decide what to do with him. Yeah, I'm on the fence with Shazemi Metu as well. I'm just anxious, you know, because I want to see him develop a little bit more. Maybe he gets more minutes and makes the most out of them. But I'm with you on that one, Jeff. I think if he doesn't really show out, he might be on the chopping block or he might be uh, used as trade bait, you know. So Mm -hmm. I wish him the best this upcoming season. And I want to see him, you know, really shine out there on the court. But I got to tell you, this early in in preseason play, uh, some of the standouts for me have been, I like what I see out of Q, Quindary Weatherspoon. I like a Mm -hmm. lot of what I'm seeing out of Keldon Johnson. You know, I, I, I really like these young players. I mean... I can only imagine what's going to happen with them when they really do get some quality quality minutes in the G League. Haven't really seen a lot out of Luka Samanich. You know, he's played very limited minutes. Um, and he's, he yesterday, he was only out there on the floor for three minutes. But, you know, again, you know, you got to see what these guys are going to do in, uh, in the G League. But nonetheless, it's going to be exciting to see these young players start to develop as the season starts to, you know, unfold mm-hmm. and they get those minutes in the G League. Uh, what are you thinking you're going to see out of, uh, you know, Keldon Johnson and Quindary Weatherspoon and also Luca in the G League? Um, um, I'm expecting them to uh, shine. I think the G League, uh, Austin Spurs team is going to be, is a strong uh, team. Um, they, the Spurs, they haven't officially announced, but the, the player Galen Robinson Jr., he announced that the Spurs signed him and I think he'll be an added Nice addition to the uh, Austin Spurs. Uh, I think but I think the trio of rookies, is, I think it's going to be Weatherspoon, in my opinion, that's going to shine the brightest uh, this upcoming season. I think he's going to force a lot of fans to, A, say, bring him up, call him up, Pop. <laughs> what are you waiting for? He's ready. Much like they did with uh, Monty. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear a bunch of that. You might hear a lot of fans say, Kelvin needs to stay, Luca needs to stay. But I think Weatherspoon might be the one that fans could be drooling about uh, uh, making it to the squad or getting more call-ups and not. Yeah. Yeah, I can so see that. Overall, I, yeah, overall, you know, I think uh, I think they'll be fun to watch. They'll be an exciting team. Uh, you'll Obviously, a lot of fans are going to be keeping tabs on the Austin team this year. And uh, they'll make their highlights. Uh, you're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. It's going to be everywhere. We're going to go Google Gaga. But – we need to see if they can do it on that NBA level. But luckily, that Spurs development path uh, works wonders. Just ask Bryn Forbes. You know, he's, he's, he's likely set for a payday. We know that after this season, whether it be in San Antonio or not. So if those three guys, those three kids can trust in that process, that is the San Antonio Spurs developmental path, that they, they should blossom well for the Spurs when their time is called. All right. Well, thank you for, again, Jeff, joining us here for the another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. We greatly appreciate you always coming in, jumping on and, you know, giving us your expertise when it comes to 
all things San Antonio Spurs. So without further ado, why can everybody uh, go ahead and see all the great content that you have coming out, not just for, you know, Spurs Zone and News 4, but yeah. also Locked on Spurs. Yeah, obviously uh, Locked on Spurs. Uh, Joe is a frequent contributor to that. Uh, it is part of the Locked on NBA network. And with the NBA season here, might as well subscribe to not only Locked on Spurs, but the rest of the field. Uh, all teams are well represented from the Celtics to the Lakers to the Bulls to the Mavericks. Because I know Joe wants to check on the Mavericks all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he can, you, Joe and everybody else can subscribe to Locked on Mavericks or just all the Locked on NBA network uh, teams. Uh, pick a platform. It's there. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart. It, it's well represented. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, Fox 29 San Antonio. We're always turning out content on your silver and black. And I would appreciate a follow again at Jeff G Spurs Zone on Twitter. Yeah. So make sure you go ahead and follow Jeff on, you know, Twitter and also make sure that you subscribe and you're listening to the Locked on Spurs podcast. So that's about all the time we have for today's episode. And for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. Peace.